Hi guys, welcome back to Masterpiece Musings Season 3. This is episode, actually no, let me not say what the episode is because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get that wrong. But thank you for tuning in. Um, today's song is Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. Now Mercy Me is a band I would, probably would have never heard about if not for like, my brother who is into like rock and soft rock and stuff. And I actually really, really like that song amazing song um i know i did not do go and listen to it wherever it is on all streaming platforms literally um so today's episode is special because i have someone else on this episode with me um a friend of mine his name is chinidu uh calls himself son of god and he is of God. <laughs> now he is the son of God. Um, yeah, so welcome to the podcast, Chidu. I'm actually clapping, but you can't see me. Anyway, so yes, today's episode is about God speaking, and I have a few questions for Chinedu. Questions that people actually ask me. And some of them I stole from Prince. Prince, if you are listening to this, just know I stole it from you. So Chinedu, do you hear from God? Okay, so do I hear from God? Yes. In a in a way, I'm not sure that I completely do. In a 
I do hear from God. I do hear from God. It sounds like you're not convinced. <laughs> I do hear from God, but in a manner that is quite unique to me. Yes. I do hear from God. Okay. That's interesting. Well, yes. my answer to that question is that me, I hear from God. At some point, anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there as we're answering questions. But yeah, I hear from God. God is always speaking anyway. The second question is, how do you hear from him? So, Chedu, you can go ahead. Okay, so I was saying that um, I have only actively started to hear from God recently. Um, before it was all teachings and, you know, things that, you know, um, I've heard um, from, you know, people and all of that. But I had started contemplating on the word of God in a sense. So I take a scripture, um, I sit down with it, I mutter the scriptures, I allow them to create pictures in my head um, to the stick and then you know um it it sort of uh it sort of makes quite a whole lot of sense to me and it, it just communicates god's true position of his heart to me um so for example if he's telling me that i am loved or he'll never leave nor forsake me and i'm taking on those scriptures and um i i meditate on them um, I try to find the possible scenarios. That's by contemplating the possible scenarios in which it would be as though God would leave me. And then um, when I come to a conclusion on the matter, what would happen to me is that should I find myself in a situation whereby it seems like, you know, God will not will leave me, um, the words just come, um, what's it called, from the scripture. And when it mm-hmm. come from the scripture, um, that's why I said <laughs> randomly that I, I hear in King James, um, <laughs> because um, the, it could just come. It could just be one line out of a verse. It could just be, he keeps in perfect peace those whose mind he stayed on him. And then what that's telling me is, keep calm, be still, set your affections on above, you know, and all of that, or. Um, I'm, I'm thinking something like, ah, I don't have a desire to travel abroad. I never really had a desire to travel abroad to, um, what's it called, to live abroad. However, mm-hmm. um, it, was sort of, it was sort of like a challenge for me until I, I had applied for a job last year and I could literally see myself riding bicycles in, uh, in, in Amsterdam. It was the first time that I had that picture. And then... But I'm like, well, is it God's will for me to, or is it God's will not for me to? And then I just heard the scripture, the earth is the Lord's. And when it came to me, oh, it was, she. yes, no. And so when it came to me, I was like, but the earth is the Lord. That's true, sure. I would like to really, really experience life outside Nigeria where there's no generator. <laughs> Guy, literally, there's generator noise in the background right now that's stressing me out. But okay. <laughs> so, so you get me right. So it comes in those ways. Um, I could hear God's voice through the word. You've not seen how hmm, you are reading Bible and the word jumps at you. When you're reading it, you you you're reading like a story. But when a word jumps at you and you're like, "Wow, this is day side Bible." That's the word of God. That's the yeah. voice of God. So, yeah. Pretty much right. So, but I I spend I spend most of my mornings now like maybe an hour an hour thirty minutes just even being silent. Um, and I may be silent, and all I will hear is just one line, or I'll just ask a question and I'm silent. 
maybe I'll get an answer or I don't get an answer. But the, t- the most important thing is like I'm having a consciousness that this question I'm asking, I'm asking it to God. I may get an answer within the day or not. Or it may come in pictures pretty much, right? So that's... Um, mm. that's what a brief say. summary of how you hear from God. That's not even brief anymore. No, um, this question is kind of tough for me to answer because... I, well, so the, on this silence thing that you mentioned, I remember one time I was like, okay, let me try and be still. God wants to speak. And I ended up sleeping off. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but anyway, how God speaks to me, yeah. Um, very random, actually. Um, maybe I'll ask God a question. And then the next thing I see is like a video that answers that question or... Mm-hmm. I am talking to God about something and then a song is playing that is literally um, the lyrics are mm. like God answers to me. I, I have a thing for songs and song lyrics and everything because it has happened so many times that I'm just like, yeah, it must be God. It must be God. And um, there was a time I wasn't quite sure. And I will get to that. I think one of the questions was about that. I wasn't quite sure if it was God that was speaking, whether it was a coincidence. But yeah, um, I came to the conclusion that it was God that was speaking. As for if um, an audible voice, I probably heard it like twice. Um, <laughs> one time, God laughing at me. Well, it's fine. It's fine that he laughed at me. It's fine. I'm still salty about it, but it's fine. Um, and then... The second time I asked a question and I heard go. Like I was asking whether I should stay or go and I heard go, but I ended up staying and then I realized I should have gone. So I'm just like, okay, that was probably God speaking and stuff. So th- those were the only two times I've heard God's audible voice. Um, and then the word of God, obviously. I feel like anything you hear has to be judged against like what the Bible says to know if it's actually from God. Um, and like you said, there are some times that I'll be reading the Bible and then some things will just jump out to me like, oh, I've never seen this before. Like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Like, the word of God is so amazing. <laughs> so, yes, um, those are the ways. Or how, though, that's how I hear from God. Um, so the next question is, what conscious efforts have you done or did you do to groom this or sharpen this to a point of accuracy? So I, I wouldn't say I'm completely accurate, right? Um, I wouldn't say I'm completely accurate because a lot of times, uh, so I listened to Joshua Selman, and Joshua Selman said that, you know, it's, it's in a few times in his life, I think two or three times that he has heard the audible voice of God. So I don't think we even get to hear the audible voice of God yeah. <laughs> regularly and all of that, right? Um, which I'm, which I'm sure I, I read the question, so I know what I think I know what the next question is. But conscious effort, right, would be the kind of things that I listen to. I, I'm constantly listening to things about God, right? Mm-hmm. Things about God's love for me. Things about you know what God is doing through me. Things about you know the 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 greatness of His estate. Um, things about His inheritance for me. So I'm constantly listening to that. But that's the only thing I listen to. I don't listen to just any type of music. Um, I don't just watch anything. I don't just engage in different circles, uh, not in different circles per se, but 
I don't mm-hmm. engage okay. in circles whereby, you know, the kind of conversations are not sort of clean in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you will find that I'm having a conversation with someone and um, what's it called? Word comes. It sounds like wisdom. Well, it's because I've been engaging in information that have sort of helped, right? And so that's something that I do consciously by what I listen to. So I listen to a lot of sermons. Um, well, I listen to only one person currently. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I listen Let me guess. Parry. Uh, Parry, yes. <laughs> so, but I listen consistently um, because, I mean, it's funny. It makes the gospel very easy. Also, um, through music, right, consciously, right, I don't just listen to any type of music. I don't listen to all the music that everybody's listening to right now, man. I'm, I'm just listening to the music that really, really speaks to me for time. And so I'm, I'm very conscious about the type of music that I listen to. Yeah. Um, what else? Like I said, I'm, I started recently engaging in contemplation, just being silent, right? Um, to hear um, or just to observe my thoughts and just see what's in there. Um, and, and so... When the Bible says he will keep his, um, he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds stayed on him, is it's literal actually. It's that you keep your mind. And so keep your mind is to either you can take a scripture. Um, so for example, I take a scripture. Now am I the Son of God, which is my scripture for the year. Mm-hmm. Now, now am I the Son of God? I sit on it, and I'm thinking. Now am I the son of God till all the pictures that I could possibly think of in that moment expands in my head. It's like you're expanding a new world. It's like you're creating a new reality inside your mind that will now later be translated out of, outward of you just from that one, now am I the son of God. So mm-hmm. let me, the thing is that it's not that we'll be waiting to ha- hear instructions from God all through our lives. It is yeah. that we fuse in and exchange our thoughts with God's thoughts that we not necessarily waiting to hear from you. We just begin to come to a point whereby there's so much alignment that we're just doing. But it's not just us doing, but it's God's doing. Because we have just suddenly synced and we are one. So you want to take a decision. You're not necessarily thinking, oh, is this the will of God? Is this not the will of God? No, it's just, you're just doing that. You know that this is the will of God because you already know what God's mm-hmm. will is. By yeah. constant alignment, right? So you're not handicapped in a sense. I've experienced that before. I feel like I've experienced that before, but you know, based on street, things just, you know. <laughs> but I've experienced that before by I was moving, moving, and all that. I didn't have any time to question whether this was the will of God or this wasn't the will of God. Yeah. I was just moving and then it came out and it manifested and things just happened with ease. I didn't, it wasn't like I even really, really thought it through. It was just, I was just acting. And I think that point, I can say that I was completely aligned in some sense, right? Either by activities like fasting continuously, um, 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 not religiously, but in a sense, to just, you know, you know, numb my flesh and maybe praying and also listening at, um, to sermons at that time. I'd listened to sermons for a long time. So, yeah. That was something that you know sort of happened to me. Uh, I experienced that, and it was it was. I didn't realize that yo, you didn't actually have to sit back and think, "Is this God?" Yeah. Right. You just moved, and that was it. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Chinedu, for that. 
Um, I would say that for me now answering this question, I I haven't been so intentional about honing anything really. Uh, like I mentioned before, I, I struggled with knowing whether God was speaking me speaking to me, sorry, or it was thoughts from only God knows where. But um, some someone kept on telling me something at some point in my life that, you know, stuck. Um, so the first thing is that God is more interested in you hearing him than you are in hearing God. And then the second thing was that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. Like you just pick up from where you stopped and then you keep on moving. So that is like what I I have done now. So I'm not sure I've been 100% correct every time. Like I remember um, in 2018, I remember, I remember um, feeling like God was telling me to tell someone to listen to like a song. And I struggled with telling the person that because I was like, okay, what I'm, what if I'm wrong and stuff? I ended up telling the person and I probably was wrong. I'm, I'm not sure. I never followed up. But something happened recently. Well, not recently. This was like in January where I felt like God was telling me to tell someone that um, they should listen to him. And um, I was like, okay, God, I, I need the word talking. Or is it me? But then I remembered, you know, if I make a mistake, it's fine. It's fine. I, I'm just, I'll just move on. There's, there's not as if God is going to come down from heaven and blow my head off. It's not like that. So I told the person that, and I started feeling regrets after saying that, because I'm just like, okay, I was probably wrong. I'm going to communicate something that God did not send me to do. But the funniest thing was that person gave a testimony about like that experience saying that, you know, God told her, through me and in my head I'm like oh wow so I'm I'm not like the voice of God <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm now like one with God that you know like he's surely speaking to me and stuff so I was like yeah so I've not done anything um intentional per se it's just remembering those two things that God is more interested in me hearing him and then than I am and then it's okay if I make a mistake yeah that's amazing. It's, it's okay if you make a mistake. That's how you own it. It's practical. Yeah. And I was going to get to that at the end of the episode anyway. But mm. after a while, like, God's voice will be so clear. Like, you know for sure that mm. this is how God speaks. This is how he sounds. Because mm. um, the Bible does say that, you know, my sheep hear my voice. And I, I think of it like a, a a relationship thing now. So when my mom is passing by, I hear her voice. And I mm. know it's her. Mm. I know it's her. Because I have known her for all my life. So, like, it's not something I'm second guessing, whether it's my mom or not. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, anyway... Um, we'll move on to the next question. We have two more questions to go through. Is it an actual voice or is it remembrance of scripture slash God's word we've already read? <laughs> Interesting thing. I heard somewhere, right? And they said, um, if God was going to speak to you, because, you know, it's not every time we hear the audible voice of God. Mm-hmm. Right? But if God was going to speak with you, it would sound like your voice. If the devil was going to speak with you, it would sound like your voice. I don't know how true that is, right? 
But yeah. you know, there's a part in the scripture that talks about, I'm not very, very great with scripture, but that talks about if your heart condemns you. A lot of the time... is greater than your sins. Is that it? Huh? Is that you the passage? That? If your heart condemns you, God is greater than your feelings or something of that sort. I'm not even sure, but, you know, okay. it, it was sort of, sort of meaning like, ah, I mean, if your heart condemns you, then there's, there's nothing God can do in that situation because your heart has condemned oh. you. I, in, a, in a sense, I, I don't know, I can't start searching for the scripture, right? And like, people, I know you guys are Bible scholars, well done, right? But, um, <laughs> all right. But um, it says, if your heart condemns you, how does condemnation come? Condemnation comes by voice, mm-hmm. by actually speaking, right? So you would hear thoughts. You would either initiate thoughts, tell yourself thoughts. In fact, um, I was thinking to a mentor of mine, it was like the, the voice of the devil is very easy to spot. It's the highest voice of your ego. It's the, the highest voice of yourself um, or your ego speaking. That's actually the same. That's the Adamic nature pretty much, right? Um, but is it your voice or is it... Um, um, what is, it, is it really your voice or is it from scripture sometimes it comes in scriptures in your voice um, that's why one of the things that you do as Christians is not if you want things to go into your heart you speak them if you want things to go into your mind your head you read them right so mm-hmm. if you have that's what it means to do the word the meditation of the word is by muttering and then confession, right? So rather than reading in your head, you're looking through your eyes and you're saying, um, let's say you're just reading and you're like, oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want you. You're not pronouncing those words, right? Your reading is going into, but through meditation, it's by speaking in Christianity, um, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's like you're adding breath to it. It's like you're adding, this me getting into practical right it's like you're adding breath to it it's like you're adding life to it to those words right and so they get to sit into your spirit so when they come up they will sound in a sense like you right mm-hmm. um i may be inaccurate there but i'm i'm just being you know sort of practical in this sense right um and then you know it could also be in the form of scripture right like i said you don't necessarily hear the audible voice of god all the time but you would know that this voice is from i mean i don't know that well the devil knows scripture shall so the devil may i don't know if they will try and trick you with scripture so yes it, it may sound like your voice right um it may sound like you may hear the audible voice of god but like i said if you hear scriptures you god can speak to you through your thoughts as well um I, I've I've got myself in situations whereby um, certain things have happened, and then I will now start telling myself, you know, you shouldn't have, or ah, um, it was more of a, you know, when you pass somebody like, okay, you have done it, you're now being petty, yeah, and. You now hear this thing. So you are talking to yourself. It's actually your self-talk. Yeah. And then I realized that, okay, I've been able to identify what this thought is. This is not how God speaks. God is not the type of person that comes to start, you know, first of all, passing you because mm-hmm. you've done something wrong. 
right? God is not the yeah. type of person. It's just example, right? When when the what's it called the guy came back, God is not the type of person that went to go and call all his uncles and said, ah, should I tell you say my son, listen, you don't come that kind of thing. It was it's not that type yeah. of person. Right? She comes with an open arm of love, right? And so a simple scenario was that on Wednesday I was in church. I had a very, very, very deep encounter with God. And um, and, and I think it's very, very necessary for people to have these pictures. The pictures translate to words and all that, but it's necessary for people to have them, right? Um, and so just sharing a bit of that experience was that I, w- I was right there with him after the teaching, and I was just meditating on how much he loves me. And then he said... I began to see him do certain things, right? These are pictures mm-hmm. from my imagination, right? So he can speak in pictures. He can speak through the randomness or the things we call coincidences. God can speak through them. So you have to be able to embrace it, right? And so he said, look at your nose, just like mine. I felt that literally in my body. I was in tears because that gave me an assurance that I'm like God that is like me in terms of nature. It's like... Mm-hmm. Look at your nose. I feel that. And then I also saw another picture and I was like, he was driving me in his car and he was driving me around time. But he was the driver himself. He was the one in the seat driving. And then I was in the front seat and he was driving me. Those were pictures and all of that. And then I remember a time when he said to me that, um, um, he said, do you know I'm the best dancer? And then I saw him, I saw him move. And I'm like, I mean, if you are the best dancer and you're the one that created the ability for people to think that they should dance, and then you're like, ah, you got the boss moved on. And then another <laughs> thing he said, I'm rejoicing over you, right? I'm dancing over you, right? And then even also seeing pictures of him just lift you up like this. And like, God makes funny faces. Like, he just picks me up like, cutie, 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 cutie. <laughs> And it's so hilarious, but that's what it says it means about me. actually hilarious. Yeah, but that's, what, that's what it means about being childlike. And so those are the pictures that every young child should have in a sense that would keep them connected to the fact that they are being loved. Yeah. And then they grow up with it, they know this moment that they experience with their dad and all of that kind of thing. And so in that moment. I saw pictures. I saw pictures. I saw him take me by the hand and he walked with me, advising me space for one day I was meditating on the scripture. Um, you show me the path of uh, in your right hand, you show me the path of life in your right yeah, hand. Yeah. Forever. And when I I oh, meditated on that, yes, and as I meditated on that scripture and I was staying on it, I just began to see him. Not like I saw his face, but I began to see the father figure, like, seated, you know, on a bench reading a paper. And then I was just playing in the, in the, in the garden, and I was blowing bubbles. And he was like, come, my son, let me show you the path of life. And he opened his right hand, and then I had, he had, like, sweet, like, candy. Since then, I began to call him Candy Daddy. It's my <laughs> I, I love that. <laughs> I swear to God, it's my unique expression of who he is to me and so when he says i'll never leave you nor forsake me it's those pictures that i have like i would literally see him embrace me or put me 
in a chair or you come come and sit on my lap and then those pictures are what then begin to guide and picture so even if i don't hear is what's it called voice because you don't think about these pictures if you grow up as a child you don't think about them regularly it's but they're already deeply rooted in your subconscious that it has already powered your esteem so you just go about with a larger than life what what I mean, in a good way, right? You know, you know, sure that you are loved is because pictures have been imprinted into you, right? So that way, um, it will be easy for you to hear how God. Is. So I feel like, okay, so when I was having those pictures, right? Quick one, and this is me just sharing a real life story, right? Um, I now saw myself in an amusement park. There is this sort of like roller coaster, not roller coaster. This brown thing that just you sit on it and it goes up and down, right? And mm-hmm. then. He sat beside me and we're just going on and I was seeing, you know, the city and everything. And you know what he said? It was as though the experiences that I never had as a child, in that moment, I had them and I didn't need to look back at the past to say, okay, I lack these experiences. I lack these experiences. I now felt fathered in that moment. And he said to me, I'm reparenting you. That's, I heard the word, voice, I'm reparenting you. They were supported by pictures, but I'm reparenting you. And so all the experiences that people would have had when they were growing up and, you know, you know, fun times with daddy and all of that kind of thing, in that moment, I had those experiences. And they were so real that now I don't actually feel like if I missed out on anything from my childhood. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all God's word. And we now began to sing a song. The song was... Um, um, I am your son, you are mine. This is what you had in mind. Well, that's the song. It's after one of the episodes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what now happened? I heard him sing that song back to me. And he was telling me, I am your son, you are mine. This is what I had in mind the whole time. That's the reassuredness of yeah. the voice of God, of hearing him, knowing him. Yes, pretty much. I think I've... It's offering time. You know. <laughs> Indeed, it's offering time, guys. Send your offerings to you. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like you've answered a lot of other questions apart from the one that was just asked. Um, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like um, somebody needed to hear that. Whoever that person is, you know yourself. Um, so for um, this question now, um, as you were speaking, actually, I remember the passage in the Bible, um, John 14, verse 26, where Jesus was speaking and he said, but, and this is NLT because I love NLT. But anyway, uh, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he'll remind you of everything I have told you. So if you feel like... Um, but if you are wondering whether it's actually God's voice or remembrance of scripture, I just want you to know that remembrance of scripture is still God working. So it's the Holy Spirit that is reminding you. Of, there's a scripture in Romans that says, you know, that no one is righteous. No, not one. I um, I remember someone, um, well, not someone. This is a workbook that my mom gave me. It's called Experiencing God. And it's... You know, the person that wrote that workbook was trying to explain that, you know, we don't by ourselves come to Christ per se, because, you know, we don't by ourselves seek out Jesus. That Jesus is the one working 
in us to seek him out. So if you are getting reminded of a Bible verse, mm. that means it's God speaking. It's God speaking. Like, uh, there's, there's no need to overthink things. Just mm. take it as it. God speaking. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so final question. And this was asked by my babe, Mali. Hi, Mali. Um, I just want some clarification bet- um, between God's voice and my conscience. Um, it's a lot longer. And she mentions that she made like a decision, but she wasn't sure it was God's voice or like um, her conscience that she made that decision of. And I feel like we, both of us now, so Chinidu and I, We've mentioned a lot of things in this episode that um, would let you know what the answer to this question is, but to do, you, you have the flow. Well, come back to that scripture. If our heart condemns us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Um, another translation says, whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and he knows everything. Um, what's the other one also? He says, in whatever, in whatever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows everything. Whenever our heart convicts us in guilt, that's amplified. For God is greater mm-hmm. than our heart and he knows all, all things. Nothing is hidden from him because we are in his hands. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even here it says, even if our conscience condemns us, that God is greater than our conscience and he knows all things. There is a reason why um, the blood sacrifice was, you know, sort of done in the Bible, right? It was not for, it was for the washing away from, of sins, but it was not the act of sin. It was the one that would cause the conscience to be doing any there's a part in evil that speaks about that, right? Like I said, I'm not a Bible scholar, but um, our heart has the ability to condemn us. So um, even if we make a decision and we think that this is the voice of God and then we make a decision um, uh, and then things don't actually turn out um, well, it is now in terms of our relationship with God that we're able to identify that God loves me. And that's very important. You need to know how much God loves you to know that you making a decision doesn't change his love for you and doesn't change the fact that because you made the decision, God has not factored in that in and that you would also uh, make the right decision, right? And so um, I think it's necessary for us to have behind the decision that we make, the knowledge of the relationship, the knowledge of God's love for us. So, reading the scripture, it says that whenever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our hearts, and he knows all things, even if our conscience condemns us, that God is greater than our conscience, and he knows all things. It says in the Amplified, whenever our heart convicts, convicts us in guilt, for God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things, nothing is hidden from him because we are in his hands. You know, the most important thing is that nothing is hidden from him because we are in his hands. So you first of all need to know, you made a decision. Does that decision take you away from God's hand? Can you be out of God's hand because of the decision you made? 
And if that's the case, that means we would have all been out of God's hands since by the decisions that we've made. So you said something insecure earlier and you were like, it's okay to make a mistake. It's like learning a skill, right? And so um, we should be much more concerned about the fact and the knowledge of God's love for us and who and we are. trying to get it right. Huh? Then I'm trying to get it right. Trying to get it right, right? Because you will need a fallback should you not get it right. Right? And so mm-hmm. um, you want to, because if you don't have that fallback, and that is what powers your even moving in the first place, is that that fallback is that you are sure for a fact that however it does be, me and God, he can't change the fact that me and the son, he is my father. And so it's not like God is looking for me to make a mistake and be like, you say, I told you so. No, God doesn't do I told you so when you make a mistake, whether you heard him in a way or you didn't hear him in a way. No, God doesn't do that. God is not petty, right? And so um, it's, it's that knowledge of the relationship because what would happen is if you make that mistake now, you'll not start blaming God. That, but after all, you're the one that told me to do this. But then again, that's not in his nature to be petty, to do, and I told you so, right? You start blaming God. And when you start blaming God, you start hearing another voice. And so I've come to a point in my life whereby certain things, certain actions and certain decisions that I made, I remind myself, I'm like, God wasn't trying to test me. God didn't try to test me. God didn't do this. I'm sure of it because I know that God is good. I can say to myself, God walks through the chaos. God walks through it. He may not necessarily orchestrate it. He doesn't orchestrate evil to happen to me so that he can teach me a lesson. No, he doesn't do that. But however, if that happens, God walks through it and I learn a lesson from it because of his love for me pretty much. Right? And so I've got, there are times in my life whereby, so in, in my early work with God, when I ha- had an encounter with God, I heard this audible voice and all that. I was reading a scripture, I had a revelation from God. It was Psalm 24, mm-hmm. verse 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And I contemplated on that. It was able to make me move. I moved. I went forward. As I grew up, grew later on, um, three years later, I was having a conversation with someone and this person just pointed to me that, oh, do you know that this word, yeah, world actually means something entirely different. And but because I had grown in maturity, I have now said that, oh, okay, that's quite interesting. It doesn't mean that it wasn't God. It was that that information was necessary for me at that time to actually move. Mm-hmm. Right? So I couldn't have now come and said that, ah, but this revelation that I had, <laughs> like saying that the devil gives me this revelation, no. because there's now new information. No, is that that information was because God knows me. That's what it, the Bible is saying. Is that it's saying that um, whatever it is that happens, if your heart condemns you, right? Whenever your heart convicts us in guilt, or if your heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. And because I know that He knows all things, I will not. I will no longer be thinking that ah, no, God gave me wrong revelation. There, no, is that God knew what was necessary for me to move at that certain time. Um, or I've come to realize that, okay, that information was necessary for me to move. And so now I have a newer revelation. I wouldn't say that that was wrong. I would only say that, okay, I learned something from there. Pretty much right. God is not fixed in his conversation. Uh, let me not say it's not fixed in his conversation, right? It's just, it's a conversation with God. God can have, you know, conversation with you. So if you get it wrong mm-hmm. and you did 
thing that you had God, right? And you get it wrong. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're out of the family, you're out of the house. You just head wrong. That's all. If your dad said something and you misunderstood it, you misunderstood it. Right? Mm-hmm. Does it make you... So you've not eaten the house now because you misunderstood it. Like, I'm yeah. not going to eat. You get You'll chop now. You'll come. You'll chop meat from his plate. Like, Baba, I'm all chop now. <laughs> you know what I did here? Mm-hmm. I thought it was you that said this, but, you know, that's what it is. That's what the relationship is about. It's about a coming back. Always a coming back. Either for clarification, or even if you have gone a certain way, coming back, knowing that you God knows everything, and you would always meet an acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Jude. Thank you, actually. Um, in addition to what you've said, um, I would say that I also struggled with this. And I, I, men- I mentioned it like when I told someone something and I wasn't sure if it was God that told me to tell the person or whether it was just my conscience. And I also remember asking a question and when I was part of like some Christian group chats. I was asking them, like, how do I know when it's my voice? Or when God is speaking. And the answer the person gave me was actually the correct one, but it just didn't help me. I didn't remember because I was just like, what are you saying? But there's a place you get to that your your mind and Christ's mind, God's mind is aligned. And Chinidu mentioned this. And you know, the Bible does say that we have the mind of Christ. So whatever your conscience is saying or whatever your mind is saying, your thoughts are saying, it would be in alignment with what God is saying. And if you feel like it's not in alignment, if you think like your mind is trying to lead you astray. Now, this is when you you have developed like, well, when I say develop is not the right word, but when you know how God speaks or how God sounds. And, you know, this is not even our... Um, our our responsibility to do is actually God's responsibility. Like I said, he's more interested in you hearing him than you are in hearing him. And um, yeah, so when you know how God sounds and one passage I use to like judge whatever I hear, you know, is like the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Um, That's in Galatians five, because, you know, it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking to us. So, you judge what you're hearing by, you know, is does this does this bring love or does it bring fear? Does this bring um, joy or or does this make me sad? You know, these are the literal practical steps that I do. That because there are sometimes that I've had dreams that when I woke up I was afraid and I'm like, oh my god, woe is me! The world is coming to an end. But I'm just like, stop there. First of all, God is not trying to scare me. So whatever that thing was, it's not good. It's not good. And we kick it out. So, yeah, practical steps. Um, yeah, is there anything I'm missing out? I don't think there's anything I'm missing out on this point. And like we've said throughout this episode, it's okay to be wrong. And if you yeah. feel like, yeah, yeah. So as you were saying this to me, I just remembered like maybe, maybe um, the person, it was like a major decision and, you know, um, the person picked the wrong decision or picked the wrong choice in code, and they ended up, let's say, suffering from the bad choice. Um, 
and I feel like I've been in that position before. I actually do have a blog post about this. I'll link it somewhere. But I feel like I may not even making a wrong decision per se. I just didn't do what I was meant to do. And I I landed in Nigeria because the plan was not to come back. <laughs> but, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, so I landed in Nigeria and I, I started feeling guilty. But one thing I'll say is that you are too minute to spoil God's plan. And God knew you were going to do whatever you did or make the decision. And he has already made like, um, he has already made provision for mm. you. So there's no need to be afraid. Um, and so that we do not tempt Angkor again to chase us out of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can just end it here. Um, Oh, yeah, before we go, though, there was a video you sent me about, like, you know, sheep hearing your master's voice. I'm going to link it in the episode description because that video changed things for me because it just showed me that, you know, it's God's responsibility to to make us hear him. And since God is a very responsible father, Mm. he will make sure you hear him and you are able to discern his voice. So there's no need to stress oh, I don't know if God is speaking. Nah, it's not your problem. If you make the wrong decision, it's him. It's him that's going to face the consequences. It's not you. So you should walk in that boldness that, you know, yeah, whatever happens, it's Jesus' name or it's God's name that is on the line. Nobody should stress me. <laughs> yeah. He'll go the extra mile to make sure that, that... That's I think that's the takeaway from me. And thank you for saying that, right? In whatever way, God knows how you hear it. And so just mm-hmm. knowing that God knows how you hear him, he will go to the extra mile. If it is true, a podcast that you always listen to podcasts, if it is true, you know, uh, you're, you're always on YouTube or you're listening to sermons or, you know, there's somebody that you always speak to um, who is a trusted godly counsel um, or, you know, it is that you have spent time in contemplation with the word of God to be able to hear him on your own. Because he's much more responsible as a father, right? He will find the means that he knows that you hear. There's a way he will speak to you in a certain way, like a father will speak to you in a certain way. And you'll be like, um, he knows that if, I sp- if you speak to I know that you're not going to hear, right? Um, yeah. Let me give you a scenario, right? Um, for example, right? I, I want you to do something, but you're not going to do it. I'm not saying that God does this, right? But I'm just using myself as an earthly father. I want you to do something, you're not going to do it. Or I, I told you to do something, you're not going to do it. I try to explain to you why you do it, but you're not listening. And then mm-hmm. I come to have a conversation with you about something that you like. And so I'm like, okay, interesting. Create um, something that you like. Okay, you like to play PlayStation. And I come to sit down with you and play PlayStation with you. Um, and you're like, ah, okay, I'm going to beat you and all of that. See, it's relationship. And then mm-hmm. you guys start having a conversation and you say, okay, you know, this is what it is. So he's much more interested, much more intentional. And so he'll speak to you in the way, if it is that at this base level of your life, eh, it's only true sermons. It's only sermons that you've been listening to. You don't listen to, you don't read your Bible. He will speak to you true sermons. But at this base of your life, it's only, um, what's it called? Worship. That you're always listening to that I don't know if I have the patience to sit down and contemplate and all of that kind of thing. 
you will find you just find out that the songs that you are searching out for to listen to are the songs that mm-hmm. God will use to speak to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, As my usual sign off is, I love you. God loves you. God bless you and keep you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.